1: agents to buy sell or rent in Tasmania search Harrison agents today breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello 842 on this Monday morning SEN Tassie breakfast with Brent Costello and Tim Payne and joining us in the studio now is the new CEO of football Tasmania Tony Piñata welcome to SEN Tassie breakfast Tony nice to see you mate yeah good morning uh, we so caught you up. You had a, Hamish worried yeah, there for a bit. He, he couldn't find He's you. Sweating, He's sweating. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> Tony, uh, we caught up a couple of weeks ago for the news. You've had a, a couple of extra weeks of to settle into the role since then. How how are you finding it so far?
0: Yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah, just sort of uh, just getting an understanding of the, lay of the land here in, uh, in in Hobart and Tassie and the football and what's uh, what's required. So it's been you
2: know, it's been interesting, but i um, getting out out and about and it's uh, it's been good. You've, you've held some high-profile roles in the game in Australia. What what drew you to Hobart, and Tasmania? Um,
0: I, I just think the uh, the opportunity here. Um, I mean, it's a massive sport as we know, you know, globally and and even in Australia. And and I think the vision that Football Tasmania has with uh, with the board and and, and Bob uh, Bob Gordon as president is uh, is something that really appealed to me. The opportunity
1: to come here and, and make a difference. You a you know, a relationship with bob before this so is that the key part of getting you down here your relationship with him i suppose
0: yeah look i've known bob for a, for a long time i've been in i suppose uh australian landscape for about 20 years so i've got to know him uh, over the over the time meeting him at various games and functions and stuff like that so yeah we had a, a, a brief chat in uh in august i think um in melbourne uh, just before the matildas game uh, farewell game at, uh, at marvel stadium so uh yeah we had a really good chat and uh thought it was an interesting uh, opportunity for me to uh, do something new.
2: What are the, the major focuses? Well, obviously, we're pushing for an A-League licence. We'd love a new stadium, rectangular stadium, of course, uh, and some facilities. We've had text in a few times about the soccer facilities around the state and the need to invest in those.
0: Yeah, look, that's uh, number one is getting some uh, facilities for the community. Um, you know, the, the, the plan is, and um, what we're speaking to government about, is trying to get a uh, community hub. Uh, built somewhere where we've got sort of some pitches to play games a show pitch uh where we can you know get eight to ten thousand and um you know play our MPL uh, npl grand finals here and some uh you know bring some interstate uh clubs here as well to play and you know down the track get an a-league license as well i think it's time that tasmania does have an a-league license yeah
1: uh, it's something we have covered for a while obviously I think 2008 did the first story on a Tasmanian A-League team he gets a bit fired up I about do. Tony as well so. I, 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 I do <laughs> do, you, do you want one I'd, I'd love no. one I'd love one but I'm sick of talking about it too like we've just we've talked about it for what are we, 15 years since 2008 since Tasmania United launched yeah what what's been the hold up i suppose i know obviously broadcast rights etc you want to go to different markets but do you think we're a genuine chance of getting one you know the the competition intimately are we a real chance of, of this happening that's why I'm here
0: we are a chance and I think uh, they're expanding uh, to 13 14 teams um, you know, auckland's uh you know if you look and what I hear they're very close to getting a license yeah. Canberra's the other one um, and then they've got to go to 15 16. Uh, next year or the year after. Um, and that's what we're gonna sort of uh you know look at and that's what we're talking to the government about. But we do need help with Canberra facilities.
2: And Auckland. When
0: when are they coming in? Uh, if uh next season. So yeah. if, uh, the season starts uh this week starts with the the women and the men the following and then next year'll be um,
2: Auckland and, and Canberra. Yeah and you're confident that the next the next year we'll see those two new clubs added again, which we hope to be a part of?
0: Yeah. Well they need to uh, to keep broadcast um, money coming in because they need more more games, and and the more games you have, the the
1: more money you can sort of generate out of broadcast, and that's what keeps a game afloat. Obviously, where you play games is fascinating. Um, Macquarie Point's been spoken about a lot. You you want a rectangular stadium? Is is there the funds there to do both? Do you think? What's the government saying to you at the moment?
0: Well, we've, we've had a, a brief chat with the, uh, the Minister for Sport. Um, we're catching up with the opposition today as well, um, just to brief them on what we're uh, planning to do. Um, yeah, we're hopeful. I mean, you know, Melbourne just announced, I think over the weekend, an opportunity to build a 20,000-seater out, out in the suburbs there in Dandenong. Um, so all governments, Adelaide uh, government just came out and gave a, a massive grant to Adelaide United, who plays in the A-League as well. Perth government have just built facilities for Perth. So, you know, I think the government needs to sort of step up. And, you know, if the focus has been AFL. It's all I'm hearing here about AFL, AFL. Um, you know, we're the biggest participant sport here in, in, in Tasmania. We've over, you know, 30, 38,000, you know, registered players and, and participating in the game. So, you know, we, we, we want to put up a hand uh, hand up and say, okay, well, have a, you know, have a look at us and help us out as well.
2: And would that involve a, a high-performance centre or a training centre at also, and is there has there been any locations kind of spoken about, or is it too early, day?
0: Yeah, too early. Um, but yeah, would would include a high performance centre where you can play sort of uh, elite uh, teams, and our state teams can train there. Um, and you know, with with grounds at a premium here, it'll yeah. be a, a fantastic opportunity. Has, has there been? Sorry,
2: Bruno. Has there been uh, one thing that fascinates me at the moment? We're talking about an AFL high performance centre, cricket high performance centre, stadium. Uh, the Jack Jumpers are, are getting one. Out at Wilkinson Point is has there been any time where we've all got in the one room and tried to combine a couple of these? we have been spending 60 million here, 60 there, 50 there, maybe 80, and get three clubs at the one venue with a soccer ground, particularly for the high performance training centres.
0: Look, that could work. I mean, it works in uh, in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, you know, Melbourne Victory and uh, Melbourne Storm, Storm and uh, Collingwood. There, they're all there. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Basketball's well, across the road. Yeah. I mean, if you look at from a sport opportunity, what Melbourne has done, that precinct is, yeah. is fantastic. And look, it could work. Um, but, uh, you know, I they, they want to build this AFL stadium, but, you know, when, when's it going to get built? You know, who
1: knows? So, what, What's your biggest concern about playing in an oval stadium? Is it the capacity and um, not having a big enough crowd to make the atmosphere? Is it simply that it's just better to be played in a rectangular? What's your major gripe with that?
0: Well, I think the APL requirements are now that you need a rectangular stadium. Um, you know, FIFA, for example, have come out and said that they won't play any World Cup games at oval stadiums under 40,000. So if Australia wants to bid for the, you know, 2034, they need to build nearly like 12 stadiums. Um, so it's quite <laughs> Can difficult. they be
2: retractable? Would they use they that? They can, but that's so it's
0: expensive. I mean, yeah. it, and Marvel's retractable. They don't even use it now. Just the expense to pull the seats in and out, uh, et cetera. If yeah. we can build... Uh, you know stadia for for around about you know 50 million dollars um it's modular uh it's what you know sort of is done around the world now it's like a basically all comes in bits and pieces and it's fantastic and if you look at some of these uh stadiums around the world the way they're built um, you don't have to spend billions of dollars um you know the football stadium that they want to build at uh, mcbarns point um whenever that that is um, you know potentially you could play a um, you know an international game there um, you could bring the Socceroos here or the Matildas which would be fantastic
1: Well just so our listeners I don't know, I'm not sure how, how well you know it but with that the cost of bringing in rectangular seats what's the actual cost of that if they're already built in the stadium I suppose um, I'm not sure
0: but I, I've heard you know sort of like hundreds of thousands of dollars every time they bring it in and bring it out and it's you know I've been at Marvel Stadium when they've done it it's not a great look I mean a rectangular stadium will bring the atmosphere. You know, we, we believe we can get, you know, 10,000 to a game, um, you know, eight to 10,000. And the atmosphere is, is electric. It brings everyone close. It creates that supply and demand. Um, and, you know, from a viewing point
2: of view, it, it's fantastic. Do you, do you have any concerns with the A-League where it sits in the in the summer window? So you'll be competing with Big Bash and the Jack Jumpers, which have obviously taken off here in Tassie. Is that a concern or is that something you, you're willing to work with no it's
0: fine yeah. um, I think everyone has its own niche and I think we all can coexist. Um, you know I'd love to go you know watch I love sport so yeah. it'd be great that you can go to an A-league game and then
1: maybe the next day go watch a Jack Jumpers yeah. who had a great win over the weekend they did. As well. we haven't had a lot of choice
2: for years and potentially yeah. the next couple of years what, what, what about
1: sponsorship plenty? and fan base though obviously it's easy to say that it could all work together but you're fighting for the same um, fans and, and sponsors I suppose how difficult would that be
0: I think from a fan base, we've got enough participants and you know, people keen on the game. Uh, we would would get um, you know a, a good following. Um, sponsors is uh, yeah, it's something that you've got to work at. Um, you know, there are sponsors out there that we can sort of attract, etc. And um, there's sponsors that are based not only in Tasmania but in Australia that want to you know, grow the market as well. So that's a good opportunity to uh, for them to get into uh, another market. This oh. I Quick just wanted continue. to yeah, before we did
2: let him go, I wanted to ask about your time at Sydney FC and when you were obviously around when Del Piero came in. That must have been a, a great time in soccer in in the country. That was I remember it as a youngster. That was it was booming when he was signing. He was such a big name. Youngster, it was yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was booming though.
0: I was uh, I was a, look. It was just something surreal to be honest. To uh, even just you know, contem- for him to contemplate to come and play in Australia after what he achieved and yeah, it was. You know, it was just an email sent to his uh, brother, his manager, and they said they started talking. And next thing I knew, I was in Torinos, you know, yeah. at a press conference with him. And you know, it was just massive news in in Italy because he was an he was actually voted the number one sports person the day before. Yeah. Um, and I remember saying to his brother, he's not going to get any more money because of that. But he <laughs> was fantastic for the game. He uh, he arrived and. Uh, yeah, the game exploded. Um, but, you know, sort of COVID sort of uh, pushed the game back a little bit, so it's it's you it know, needs to recover a, a yeah. little bit as well, and it is.
1: Great to have you in, Tony, and hopefully Pleasure. we'll talk to you a lot more as uh, the role continues for you. Appreciate your time on SCN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Thanks, guys. Tony Piñata, the new CEO of Football Tasmania, joining us here in the Salamanca Studios. We're off to our final break of the morning and back to wrap up the show next.
0: Thank you, mate.